This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time. Seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. All right. Well, welcome into the show. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at oursuccessgroup.com. We are obviously coming to you from a hotel room here. We'll see how we do. We've got Mr. Silky joining us tonight. So Absolutely. Can't go wrong with the, when you have Mr. Silky in the house, and he's going to be joining us here for a nighttime show in just a moment. So we're excited to have him, and we're going to talk about building a sublimation business. We're going to talk about how you're going to go for it. He's going to have some really great philosophies that I just can't wait to dig into here, Terry. But before we do that, though, we do have to get some other things. We need an update. You just got back this past weekend. And I was kind of a last minute entry into it. Equipment Zone was just going to take the New Jersey crew down there. And uh, it was really, really busy the entire time. Even the third day of the show, which is, it was very encouraging trade show wise to see so many people attending the event. Uh, I I didn't do any seminars, but I did host a a panel discussion uh, that went really well as well. Also, uh, the three speakers talk for about two hours before we did the panel discussion. And wow. I'm told that everyone stayed. And in fact, uh, yeah, absolutely. When I, I left to run back to the booth, people were still there asking questions and chit-chatting. All right. Well, let's check in with some of the uh, regulators that uh, are joining us, plus some of the newbies that are coming to see Mr. Silky. We've got Roberta in the house. We've got Evelyn in there. We've got uh, Todd from Fat Dad Wholesale watching while hiding from a tornado. Evelyn, good to see you again. Sandy says, Silky Socks Sublimation with Silky Socks. We've got Beth tuning in from New Jersey. Maybe she was at the Atlantic City. We're going to keep this rolling here. Terry's got a little bit of something that we want to share, a bit of information. I'm going to do something that I'm a little scared to do, but we're going to make a little adjustment here at the same time. Are we, are we ready for let's, this? Let's do it. All let's right. Let's do it. So give us the rundown while I make an adjustment. <laughs> well, uh, which rundown? Oh, before we dive in, we want to thank everybody for checking out the go to calendly.com slash two, the number two, regular guys with your show ideas. <laughs> If you are listening to the podcast version of the show, and we would certainly appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we are everywhere. So please join in with your comments and uh, and questions. Let's get to our guy here. Let's uh, let's let's get into this. Eric, whenever you are ready, you can bring the Mr. Silky in here. What's up, guys? Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Just excited All to right. be here with the well, regulator. Thanks for uh, <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Well, we appreciate you joining us. We're here to hear from you anyhow. So let's let's just get this going. Tell us about your journey to where you are now. You know, where did you start with and and where are you at now compared to your overall goals for Silky Socks? Let's, let, let's dive right in there. Okay, for sure. Silky Socks started from zero in 2013, from the ground up to where we are today. Wow. And looking back at it, I'm actually beyond some of my original goals already. It's been great. But of course, when you get to a certain level, then you reset your goals and set higher targets. So that's kind of where we are now. But the backstory is in 2009 was when I really got into the industry. I was a fresh college graduate and I was working for my dad at the time as a box and packaging salesman. And it was my first job out of college, right? After work, I was volunteering for a nonprofit organization. We'd have these weekly meetings and just kind of helping them out with whatever they needed. And one day they had a project where they said, hey guys, we need someone to make a thousand t-shirts screen print is anyone that can take the lead on this project. So I was like, oh, that's me. That's me. I could do that. I had a lot of contacts in the screen print industry. My dad's company actually supplies them packaging here in Southern California. So I spent a lot of time really diving into that screen print order, made sure the blank was the way I liked it. The graphic was good front and back artwork, mock-ups, approval from with the organization, got the shirts printed. I was there for the silkscreen process and really fell in love with the whole like you know when the machine goes around and the sound and just the whole 
getting the shirts out of the dryer. And so a lot of people don't know that about Silky Socks, but I started with that screen print background. What happened was when I took those thousand shirts to the nonprofit organization, I did it at cost, whatever the cost was delivered. I wasn't even selling it to them. Right. But immediately after that, they were like, Hey, Donish, can you make 50 shirts for my construction company? Or, Hey, can you make 50 shirts for my restaurant? And boom, I was like, okay. So I got, I was like, yes, I can. Got those orders and launched a company called Silk Screen Apparel. And that was the birth of my foot in the industry. By the end of that year, I was full-time in my company, Silk Screen Apparel, doing, doing this as a screen print broker, brokering jobs every day. Told my dad, hey, I'm going to go into this full-time. And he was like, go for it, man. And so that's how we started. Did that for about four years. And in 2013, continued to do that. But I felt this itch, like, I need to build a brand. I want to do something more. Like, I... I want to do, what can I do that's really like direct to consumer? And the vision was to launch a socks brand that will use sublimation as its decorating technique. And that's the birth of Silky Socks, mm-hmm. keeping the name Silk in the word. So I'm, I'm doing these two businesses, Silk Screen Apparel, and now this brand new business called Silky Socks. But what I did differently is I developed our own blank sock. So I would go to China, meet with the factories and work with them and developed our own blank dye sub sock that I felt was very premium quality. And at the time, the vision was we'll use this blank for our own direct to consumer division. And we'll use it when we print for other brands. And we'll also sell it as a blank sock. So it was like, we'll hit those three sectors. But really, the blank offering wasn't my main focus in the beginning. From that year, 2013 to I want to say 2018, I was going heavy on building the direct-to-consumer side of Silky Socks. And selling blanks was really just an after, like a side hustle. We'd be like, oh, Bo, and by the way, we sell blanks. And the only place that I would actively try to push the blanks was at the Impressions Expo. We started exhibiting there at the ISS show in 2014. So besides that, all my content up until 2018 was really trying to build the direct-to-consumer division. But... What I did is in 2018, I felt like, man, maybe I ought to flip this thing. That year was when I started feeling it. And then in 2019, we just did a hard pivot where all the content was like focused on let's sell the blank product because that's really where our magic is. I'm uniquely developing a blank item for this process called sublimation. But then here I am trying to do all the printing myself. And I was like, no maybe I need to teach the printing and sell the blanks to the universe and to the world, put it out there and see what happens. With that thought process, I created a YouTube video where I just said, you know what? No more holding back. Put a tripod up, put the phone on the tripod, put my face in there, keep press right behind me. And I said, hey guys, I'm going to teach you how to make socks. And I just didn't hold withhold any information. And that video ended up till this day now has over 500k views. And that was really the start of like, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the clap. And that was really like the start of like, wow, let's just keep going. Like no more. It was like, it was like a, a, a voice telling me, Aaron, like, it was like, Donish, imagine if you put all that effort that you're doing, trying to sell direct to consumer into the B2B space, into this sublimation blank space, how great you can do. And so that that was the push, that was the motivation. And then we also launched our Facebook group that year in 2019. So we were very strong in those two fronts on YouTube and Facebook. That kind of took off organically for us. Then, shall I continue into 2020? I know it's getting long here, but- Yeah, keep it coming. No, this is great. This is great. (laughs) Okay, okay. As long as y'all are still entertained, let's go. Oh yeah, so, this is great. <laughs> so then 2020 hits and that was really when the innovation started and went next level. Because up until then I was carrying like a couple styles of blank socks, but that's pretty much all we had. Then 2020 hit and we, we came out with a face mask early in the game. But what we did is we didn't stop there. We said, okay, if we can come out with awesome face masks and everybody loves them, what else can we do? And that pushed me into a new place as a businessman and as a, as a man altogether with confidence. Wow, like they really love this. I do this. And then we launched underwear, beanies, headbands, more sleeves, like arm sleeves, leg sleeves, and then our own blank dye sub shirts. So now Silky Socks is really 
a bunch of styles of socks, but also these other apparel items, including a very, very, very nice blank t-shirt that people are loving. And we've just developed that in the last year or so. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Roberta says, talking earlier, this is awesome. Didn't know that. Mr. Silky, thank you for sharing it with us. Joseph says, I remember when he did his first ISS show next to my booth selling pre-printed socks. So, <laughs> high five. Joseph, what up? I remember yeah, yeah, being next to Joseph in the booth. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, what? So why did you choose with Stostomol and then focus on sublimation blanks after that? Okay, so you're breaking up a little bit, but I think the question is, why did I choose socks and why did I stay focused on sublimation after that? Yeah. The answer is to be different and to have a niche. I'm big on don't recreate something that's already there and then just go in and compete. I'm very big on how can I be different? How can I make something better, even if it's just 1% better, you know? Instead of going into the fight of t-shirts and everybody does t-shirts, right? Was the motto going through my phase? I mean, through my mind, I was like, how could I be different? And to me, the socks offering was different enough and unique enough to go forward with that. Then to be even more unique was develop our own blank sock, not just buy a, a Nike sock and print it or an A4 sock and print it which is what most of the other companies were doing at the time. So I was like, okay, let's develop a blank sock. Let's use sublimation. Let's make a socks brand. And now we have a unique, different selling point. And that was really the focus. And to leave your audience with something tangible with this example is, have you guys heard of the blue ocean strategy? We have it, share. Yeah, yeah it, that's a good one. Okay, so sharks uh, out here listening, they might, might appreciate this. So there's a red ocean and a blue ocean. Imagine a pack of sharks all fighting for one space. They're all selling t-shirts and undercutting each other and bloody massacre of, of killing each other. Now there's so much blood spill in that space that it becomes a red ocean. What you want to do is try to create something different where you're competing against yourself. You're off swimming this way in the blue ocean, you know, and you're not sitting there competing. You're innovating. So really that, that was big for me. Like, let me do something different and swim in the blue ocean. I don't want to be here in the bloody red ocean. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's such a great strategy and I think like you said all too often we see things that are, you know, oh, that's I'm going to go do that because they're doing it. No, you need to swim yeah. towards that blue ocean. So, all right. Well, apologies yeah. for the uh, cutting out, but what products should people use a different technique to decorate? Like what when we're talking about sublimation, obviously we socks and shirts, right? But I want, I want you to kind of just expand on that for us. You know, what, what, what's the the thing to do here? Traditionally with sublimation blanks in the apparel space, there was this notion that sublimation shirts are not comfortable. Sublimation socks are not comfortable. So that's what silky socks comes in to try to change the, the notion and the narration on. We're creating blanks that are very comfortable that you can wear, that you'll enjoy wearing as well as enjoy sublimating on. So definitely check out the entire apparel line of silky socks because I think in my opinion those are the best blanks to sublimate if you're a sublimation person trying to get into apparel whereas previously like let's say you're trying to make an arm sleeve or a headband you might have to print on fabric then cut and sew the blank after you print and then you have your finished good but now with these amazing blanks that are ready to press, you don't have to cut and sew anything. So you just lay them down and press them. Of course, there's the, the polyester side of it. So a sublimation garment has to be about 80% or higher polyester content for the best results. Just to keep it simple, think of it as having to be about 100% polyester white garment. You can definitely sublimate that. And then a cotton shirt, you want to use another decoration technique like your a DTG, DTF, uh, screen print transfer, something like that. So that's obviously the basic way to understand it. But in my opinion, there's a ton of really good sublimation blanks out there, like the drinkware line. You can do mugs and, and, and uh, cups and, and that kind of stuff and have some success with that. You can do a lot of metal goods and have some success with that. You can do things like mouse pads and puzzles and, and all sorts of cool trinkets and accessories. Now, going back to niche, Silky Socks didn't go into all those other blanks. We, we stayed focused in apparel blanks that are sublimation printable. If you're a sublimation printer today, you got to see where, where your cake is at, right? Do you want to customize a little bit of everything? Then maybe you carry all of the above. 
some of my customers that do really well have like a really nice print on demand type of website uh-huh. that their website plat- presence is really good and people can jump online and maybe create a an like one of our customers has a platform where he can he allows artists to upload a photo or a graphic that they created and instantly by uploading their artwork their website generates like 37 mockups for the person and those 37 mockups are a combination of shirts socks and all kinds of other items that that person can then resell with their graphic on to their audience so now without any upfront cost so and once their their orders start coming in then that warehouse will use DTG or sublimation depending on what the product is and make it and ship it for that client so that's their like specialization and their offering and you know for the socks they buy the blank silky socks you want to kind of think of like what's my magic offering like what am i good at another example might be at one of our customers he he goes to a lot of sporting events and he's a photographer so he'll take a ton of nice photos of the kids and then what he'll do is he'll offer them the photographs on socks and on shirts so not only is he providing the photography service but now he also decorates that on the side and he sells a sock or, or printed sock at a premium because he could charge 25 or 30 dollars for that because he also took the t- nice photography paired it up with a nice pair of socks and now he's got something special to offer let's see here another example could be if you're you know if if you want to go the branding route if you're if you got great graphics and you create like a streetwear brand now you you have your shirts but now you can also offer that on custom socks a lot of people do well with that so uh, i know i'm kind of running on here but uh it's good i think the takeaway is reflect on your own like hmm what can i what am i good at like what can i do offer to the world that they'll receive well and it's like a value add other than just hey i make custom everything is there some kind of value add in your offering on your website or are you kind of just like hey i make everything if you make if you're hey i make everything i think you can there's still opportunity there to to do well but you might find yourself overwhelmed and just going crazy after a while but if you yeah. answer that first question and you know what your specialization is then you can really create a lane for yourself and and stay focused and and grow long term yeah yeah what a, what a great share yeah that's really good so stay on sublimation real quick before terry's got another question and this could get a little weird guys so just hang tight but i have to show this off because i'm a silky sock customer too but okay yeah it has been a the sublimation since he felt you guys are cutting in and out from my side okay success philosophies i guess uh I guess Breaking I'm just gonna have bit. to talk the whole Eric, I'm just gonna have to talk the whole time, it seems like, because uh Aaron and Terry's connection's kind of bad. But hey, you guys know Mr. Silky can keep on talking, especially when it comes to success and sublimation and philosophies like that. So one of my success philosophies is journal. You gotta write in a journal to kinda get some of those ideas out of your mind and write them out. So like that first example I gave you, what if I asked myself, what is my special offering? What is my creative gift that I can give to the world? I'd probably write that question on a fresh page in my journal and I'd sit with it and I would I would try to like write out some ideas because the magic of getting stuff from here to here, it, it cannot be emphasized enough. Like this, I've been doing this for about three to four years now, probably since uh, 2019, 2020. And it's just been a life changer. Another time I'll do journaling is if I'm upset, if I'm mad, if I'm just worried, if I'm fearful, if I'm stressed. One practice is just write all that stuff out, write it all out. So this is actually journal number eight of Danish Kasamali. I label all my journals with the number. I put my phone number on it and so I could, in case it gets lost. And I put, I give myself like a, a little phrase too. It says, I'm blessed and highly favored. This is the eighth journal that I'm doing. And as you can see, every page is uh, full of full of stuff, full of graphs, full of writings, full of goals, visions. And so I use this not only to shape my business, I use it for shaping, bringing out ideas, shaping my, my wealth formula. Like I try to have, you know, money in certain investments, money in your business, you know, money saved. Like I got to shape all that out and visualize all of that. 
that's what I use my journal for. Then another success philosophy is read. So you, you read read some a little bit every day or listen to a lot of well, I listen to a lot of successful kind of entrepreneurs or motivational speakers on YouTube and reading some of their books like you feed the mind then you bring forth that in all your all your stuff and really like give you another example sometimes when nervous or scared to make a big move it could be just speaking on a podcast or it could be having a discipline or having a meeting with an employee or just an uncomfortable conversation those uh (laughs) we're still still here but uh aaron and terry froze up so i wanted to jump in and i'm just going to help out (laughs) be here for a minute and still listen to you you got great stuff you're talking about uh the journaling i think that's really impressive uh making sure you read feeding your mind i think that people don't always think about this mindset stuff and it's really great to see you kind of sharing on that yeah definitely Sometimes I'll enter uh, some kind of action that I'm about to take, and the, the things that are running in my head are people are things that Les Brown said or Jim Rohn said or some, yeah. Tony, one of these Tony Robbins got one of these guys said that will their thoughts become your thoughts is how it goes. Yeah. So you you feed it enough, and then you bring that with you because we we need that. Like by myself, tackling the world and and innovating and dealing with like economic crises and blah, 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 like economy, this, that, um, just like yeah. just changes in environment, taking risks. That stuff is heavy, man. You know, and the more I surround myself with, with that knowledge and information, the more I carry it and reflect it. And so I think, you know, thankfully I've, I've done a really great job of that in the last like four years or so, just educating myself more and reading more and, and doing all that kind of stuff. Then the other I wrote down, uh, innovate and learn. Obviously, we talked about yeah. innovating. Don't just do the same thing that everyone else is doing. Always ask yourself, how can I innovate? How can I be different? And innovating doesn't always mean you have to create a whole new product from scratch, from China, blah, blah, blah. No, innovating could even be in your marketing. If you put a camera to your face and you're, you know, your name is Joe Smith, and now you're Joe Smith talking to the world, telling your story, guess what? You're the only Joe Smith that looks like you, talks like you, shares like you, and now you're holding up your products. Boom. But it was an AirPod case, but I don't have a pair of scissors <laughs> to hold up. But now you've created innovation through your unique marketing. You know? So just continue to innovate. That's huge. You cannot just be the same. You cannot have a generic website that looks like everybody else's website and put a bunch of random photos of people in suits in them. No. Put you in the website, put your heat press on the website, put your team on the website, put your ink spilling all over the the freaking work table on the website and put that on your social media. That's innovation. That's different. So really focus on innovating. All right. What else? Well, that's uh, the thing. That's that blue sky you're talking about. That is looking for that extra space. And honestly, people want to know the people behind their products they want to feel that that's that is the way we get that culture that unique value is by saying you know what is it about us that we can share about ourselves it makes it different that's awesome yeah definitely speaking of blue skies and blue ocean i'm here at a co-working space right now oh nice <laughs> yeah hey, so surrounding yourself with that inspiration yeah. <laughs> right yeah definitely abundance so we do this thing called abundance we wave our hands yeah. in the air and just ask for blessings <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. Another thing is take risks. You will only get extraordinary results if you do extraordinary things. You can't do ordinary things and expect extraordinary results. There's just a mismatch. Mm-hmm. So you got to take risks. Even if you're bet- betting small, you got to keep making small bets on yourself, on your business, mm-hmm. on your on your mo- on your products, on your on your website. Like you know, don't bet the house. Don't bet the house, but bet bet a window, bet a bet a door, bet a small room. Like just bet ten percent, throw it back in, throw it back in, take risks. That's huge because without risks, there's no reward. Mm-hmm. So another one is uh, travel. That's a big one that I haven't really talked about. Uh, traveling has been huge for me. Like when I was a, in college, and I'd spend summers where I'd spend travel for two or three months at a time. It was pretty pretty incredible. You know, road trips, uh, a combination of we one time we drove to the East Coast. This was uh, me and a couple of my college buddies. Then we stayed in different people's houses for like three weeks on the East Coast. 
Then I flew to London, stayed a week or two in, in uh, London at one of my buddies' place. Then flew to Syria and Pakistan wow. and Dubai and, and stayed there with family or friends and or sometimes just didn't have family there, just rented a, a room with my mom was there with me in Syria. We stayed there for a little bit. But anyway, what that did is it equipped me with the seed of like being able to travel and, and really like get out of my comfort zone. Then when I when it fast forward and it came time to do business, I traveled to China by myself. Didn't know anybody, just said, hey, there's a trade show there. Let me go attend this trade show and see how it goes. And uh, yeah. it was called the Cant. Yeah, it was called the Canton Fair. But what mm -hmm. that did is that I created all these connections and met all these factories and ended up doing business with them because I took that risk of just and put myself out there and traveled, you know? So yeah. that's one I haven't really, haven't really talked about too much, but that really shapes you and helps you grow. And later this year, I'll be going to uh, North Dakota to visit the folks at Heat Transfer Warehouse. They're mm. uh, one of our one of our partners that resell silky socks. So even small trips like that is super fun. So just to meet people and get out there and uh, expand your horizon a little bit, and it'll uh, lead to opportunities later. So I think we lost Aaron and Terry here, but yeah, looks like we lost Aaron and Terry. We can keep going on if you want to go on with me. We can kind of finish out what we've talked about here. But yeah. yeah. I think that honestly, all the points that you're making are just so great because it's expansive. You know, you're bringing stuff in, you're talking about getting that inspiration, you're talking about getting that connection. And on top of it, it seems like it positioned you for the kind of success you're in now because you really wouldn't have had that necessarily without getting there and making the connections. And funny enough, here we are at our hotel rooms at these trade shows. That's kind of that small level of travel, right? Where we can yeah. get out, get in our industry, make some connections. Yeah, definitely. And I'll tell a quick story here. Sure. In 2012, before the launch of Silky Socks, this is me being a t-shirt hustler, yeah. t-shirt dealer. And a friend of mine who, who uh, has like a silkscreen shop, he says, hey, have you ever heard of the Canton Fair? It's going on next month. And I'm like, what's that? And he goes, it's the biggest import-export fair in China. Like, you might want to check it out. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, someone I don't know is going. He, he wasn't even going. He just told me to go check it out. And I was like, really? Okay. Me being a good listener, like, I'm, I'm the one thing about me, uh, Eric, is I've always been a good listener. Like, I soak yeah. in. Like, if, 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 I, if I look up to you and you give me a gem and you tell me something... I'm not gonna swipe it and be like that guy doesn't know shit. I'm gonna like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna take it and be like, dang, let me go apply that. So then I immediately went yeah. and looked up the ticket. Boom, booked my ticket. I went, I got the visa, did whatever I had to do. The next month I was in China at this show by myself. Stayed at a cheap place that was like maybe thirty bucks a night or whatever. Made my way from the airport to the to the to the spot and to the show free shuttle. They had a free shuttle from that hotel to the show and just made my way around, met some factories and get this. I didn't have any orders. This was before wow. Silky Socks even, even launched. I didn't even know what I was going to do with it, but I went, attended, attended. And, and even in 2013, 14, every year I'd attend. And then guess what? One day I had somebody that needed about mm. 2000 pairs of socks or a thousand pairs of socks. And I was like, ah, I got this. I got this. So then you I use there. You got to be there when opportunity knocks. And I think that's the thing you set yourself up by taking that risk and putting yourself out there. That's awesome. So then uh, I ended up using all those resources that I learned about through just taking that risk and taking that leap of faith. Another thing is I wrote down is practice integrity. That's a big one. I don't think I've talked about that one enough either. Uh, so this has been a big one for me lately is what you do today is going to matter even in 10 years because, and Eric, you're probably a, a little bit more seasoned than me, you know, like, like <laughs> for sure. at, when you're in the, when you're in the industry for a long time, it's, you start to realize that, man, like I met this guy like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, five years ago at a trade show. And you know, like I, whatever he did back then, I still put as part of his reputation today. So you know, you can't you can't rip someone off today and expect everyone to forget about it in 2030 and have a clean slate. No, you got to bring that honorable integrity, trust, hard work, all that today and every day, because it, it, at some point, like it's all going to come back to you and it matters. And, you know, like 
even something you did 10 years ago shapes who you are today. So just make sure mm -hmm. you're, you're really like practicing that honesty and integrity with all your customers, all your vendors, all your, all your colleagues, your business partners, don't, you know, and all that eventually start to create a good foundation for you to build a good business. I'll say all of our listeners are really enjoying everything. Roberta's in there telling you great points indeed. She says she's learning a lot. We be crafting says me too. They're loving all the stuff that you're putting out there. So everybody says you got awesome Yo. points and awesome advice. So just want to let you know, you're getting tons of love in the comments and everybody is saying, you know, thank you for helping us not lose the faith and encouraging us daily. So I know sometimes it feels weird to go out there and talk about this stuff. I know Aaron and I are both kind of big mindset guys and Terry, where we jump in and say, Hey, you know, think about these things. It's not just about, you know, can I print a sock? <laughs> can I embroider a shirt? It's about how are you going to act? How are you going to live and improve people lives with what you do? And that's just awesome to see you on it. You're on the good point with that integrity. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, it's easy to like think that all we do is print freaking shirts and socks, but no, <laughs> we, we, we do more than that. And especially if you're going to be in business for a long time, mm -hmm. you, you know, anybody can get one order, two orders and hustle and print it and get and deliver those 50 pieces and be done or whatever. But can you do it for five years? Can you do it for 10 years, 20 years? Can you innovate? Can you, now you're talking about, man, my mind better be right. I better be balanced. Yeah. I better, you know, exercise. I better sleep good. I better drink a lot of water. I better, you know, like I, I can't do this for 20 years. I could, you know, unless I'm, I'm healthy, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's another one. Another thing I want to touch on here is investing. Actually, you got to invest, you know, time and energy in yourself, but also what are you doing with your money? Are you putting it in something that might grow for you, you know, so yeah. you want to re reinvest in your business, but you also want to invest some of that money in like something like the S&P 500. And, you know, I'm not trying to give you like stock advice. I'm not like that, <laughs> but I just, the point is like Jim Rohn's words ring in my head when he says like, invest it, invest it, invest it. Like sometimes mm -hmm. you got to take, take risks and, and let your money work for you and put it in something like the market and just let it build on it and put in you know, 10% of your income every month and, and let it build over time and 30 years or whatever, 20 years, 10 years, like that'll, that'll feel good. And then, you know, if you can find a real estate thing to invest into too, like look into that. So now you have, I call it the three buildings. You have your business that you're building, you've got some investments in the market, and then you've got real estate and you watch your three buildings grow now mm -hmm. and don't. So, but the only way to achieve that is to spend less make a little make more spend less and invest the difference you see so yeah. very tangible very simple advice but a lot of people <laughs> if it's not in your awareness you're not going to do it you got to be aware of it don't just spend the money on on stuff you need to survive but at sure. the end of the day you you don't necessarily need to just use it all up you got to be able to have a difference where you're making this you're spending this what am i doing with the difference right here let me go invest some of that. Let me save some of that. And, you know, if you're at the place where you're right now here and you're spending more than you're making, you got to try to get this up mm -hmm. and then hopefully you have a difference. And so just think of what those words ring in your ear, invest it, invest it, invest. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You got to be trying to build. And I mean, as you say, in yourself, in your business, in your literal investments, your asset investments, also you should be thinking like, what can I pay in? that's going to bring dividends to myself, to my business, to my ability to keep doing this. And like you said, you're thinking legacy with this integrity. You're thinking legacy with this investment. How am I going to present myself over time and build something that not only lasts, but leaves behind something good that's going to you know make the world better, make the industry better. That's always great. So yeah, yeah awesome. Definitely. Awesome thoughts, man. Definitely. Like long-term thinking, not short-term. Well, that's part of the thing with that abundance mentality too, right? It, if you're working toward that abundance, you can't be thinking about, you know, nickel and diming each other and fighting and cutting each other off. You have to think about how you can build something. Like you said, blue sky, same thing too, or blue sky or blue ocean, going for that space that's open and making something for yourself, making a space where you can exist and build. That's awesome. All definitely, coming together. Definitely, for sure. All right. Well, 
Kind of leaning on from that to something that's a little more tangible that people are working on day in, day out. We know that you're really active on social media. and I've got a list of links I've been sharing with folks and we're going to keep to keep sharing. How have you leveraged social media to grow your business? And how do you think the decorators out there should be tuned in and kind of make social media more of what they do for their business? It's kind of changed for us over time. At first, it was Instagram. We were Instagram mm-hmm. heavy, but that was early stages when we were really like focusing on that direct-to-consumer brand. Then I explained how my YouTube channel took off. And so I encourage everyone to, to try that where you literally just put a camera, a tripod up and you're speaking and you're showing off your products and mm-hmm. you, you're publishing that on YouTube. Uh, that, that could really build a nice relationship with your audience and le- lead to some organic reach. Then... After that, that led to enough confidence for me to launch my own Facebook group. Then I spent a lot and continue to do so, spend a lot of my energy in Facebook. Shout out to the Sublimation Silky Socks members if you're listening. But I'll post in there three to four times a day. One piece of advice is post what you're working on actively. If you just post, if you post a, a selfie or a picture of what you're currently doing, that does two things. One, it's way easier to share content because it's, it's real time and it's something you did today or yesterday that you're now posting and you took a picture, a quick video. And so you don't have to do a lot of editing and snapping. And, mm-hmm. and number two, it keeps you in check because you know that if you don't have anything to post, you're probably not doing anything. <laughs> like you need to be doing stuff. So yeah, accountability. You be, <laughs> yeah. You need to be making, you need to be making samples or, or talk your, you know, like test like printing some orders or something. And if, if you have nothing to post about, it's probably because you're taking uh, a day or two off. And, and that's okay. Sometimes you need to do that. But you know, dang, if I'm doing stuff every day, I have stuff to post about. So that's really helped me. And uh, it's like the yin and the yang. Like I want to post something, but I want to I do something. Now I got both. If I continue to do, I'll continue to post. And then now on TikTok as well, we, uh, mm. we put out videos on TikTok. So, um, but, but the takeaway here is, evolved over time first i was heavy focused on one platform then another then another and now mm-hmm. finally we're putting out content on all four and um i have two assistants that help me with that so ahmed and adriana um, they work in the silky socks office and between the three of us we put out content on all four platforms but mm-hmm. for you for you who's listening out there you could start with one and just try to nail it and don't be afraid to evolve and and switch up platforms or or, or put more effort in another platform if one is kind of low for you. So if your engagement's kind of low on Instagram, don't just continue to bust on Instagram and feel lo- feel down. Maybe chill yeah. off Instagram for a bit and do more on Facebook or do more on TikTok. You know, like you got to really find what works for you. And of course, now uh, I'm kind of running around doing things on all four platforms almost every day. So it's, it's a little crazy, but it's uh, it's super important because it's reaching people every day. It's uh, connecting with people every day. It's organic traffic every day and, and people mm-hmm. learning about silky socks every day, learning about me every day. And over time, I just see that being like a, like a big thing, you know? Yeah. And we have a good question from one of our uh, contributors here, and I think it's worth kind of bringing up. Uh, Joseph says, uh, what happens when you do the same type of jobs over and over and it's boring to see the same stuff? And I I think I know you're going to ask, but I'd love to hear what you think about that. If you're doing the same type of jobs over over and over, do you think it's good to keep sharing that same type of stuff? A couple of things come to mind. Uh, One is it might only be boring to you and not boring to the viewer. Because mm-hmm. uh, you'll be surprised, like the the most viewed video on on Instagram or something was like a picture of an egg. I mean, the most viewed picture, right? Like it was just so dumb. But like, you know, the the craziest stuff just goes viral on TikTok. But you know what it is? Is it's it's real. It's organic. It's not mm-hmm. fake. So it might be boring to you, but not boring to the customer, to the viewers. So if it, if it's real, it could, you know. So you have to give it a chance. That's my first thing. The second thing is you can do a few things. You can change the music up. You can change the voiceover up. You can use like a motivational voiceover from from uh, IG Reels or TikTok sometimes. You can use a song that you really like. You can take a selfie with it sometimes. You can you can change up the, the scenery. Maybe you're showing the blank before after. Maybe you're showing, we do a lot of the product reveal where we're like peeling it from the paper, from the sublimation transfer off and ooh, mm-hmm. you can see the garment. So you just have to really like, 
get creative and understand that it's probably boring to you, but the audience won't really think it's boring necessarily. Yeah, the stuff that seems really boring to us, for them it's magic. For them it's arcane to figure that out because they're not with us all the time producing. Think about all the things that any of us consume on social media. We watch people do their jobs all the time. I mean, I, I watch machines operating all the time on, on social media to the point where I've been embroidery for 20 years. I still watch people embroidering stuff on social media all the time, and I know exactly what they're doing. It's still yeah, interesting. It, it's still magic. And it's probably that – uh, oddly satisfying stuff you know like totally i love i love that stuff like you'll see a guy like mowing the lawn and it's just like oh that's so cool <laughs> yeah how many times have you watched that guy clean up somebody's derelict yard and we've all done it watch some guy edging a sidewalk <laughs> though you couldn't force any of us to go edge our own sidewalk because it's not like we really want to do it but it's it's yeah. satisfying, and the funny thing is, people watch that stuff like that. I love the the thing you brought up with peeling off the transfer. That reveal moment is so good. That's even good in your own shop. So of course, people are gonna love to see that stuff. That is always cool, and every image yeah, is yeah. different, even if it's the same thing. You might be printing something exactly. different today than you were yesterday. The image might be what brings them in. You print some motorcycle socks and all the motorcycle people show up you print some golf socks all the golf people show up for it you know it's it's yeah. not just the process so I, I love how you kind of said that it's like yeah that reveal moment getting creative with how you show it add some music that's great you can kind of move it around and mix it up in ways that people don't expect yeah yeah and humor if you can find something that's funny like use that sound humor is a big one that they'll really appreciate and you know like you don't know Obviously, you, you might be like, think like, dang, but is that going to translate into sales? You don't know that just yet, but you have yeah. to give yourself a chance and it leads to more exposure and impressions and it really leads to brand building and brand building leads to more uh, company growth in the long run. So, uh, but one tangible example I want to give you guys is I saw a, yeah. a video of a, 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 mow, a guy mowing the on TikTok. He was like edging the sidewalk mm -hmm. on the of the grass and it yeah. had a really funny sound had a really funny sound about like uh how like his friend has a is it, it was just uh, about his friend has this awesome life but mm -hmm. he's in prison or something like that right like a satirical <laughs> uh, comedy so i took that yeah. same sound and it was just a boring video of me making some infant socks and i was revealing the socks and i looked really bored but the sound was so funny that it got a ton of comments like maybe not a ton but at least like 10 15 comments and some good nice engagement and likes and whatnot and it was just yeah. a picture of me me pretending to be bored making socks <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing Sorry. things are relatable to people for different reasons and we can't we don't always yeah. know the funny yeah. thing i tell people about anytime they're dealing with like e-commerce or social media sometimes you have to realize you might not be your audience you know i'm not my audience you're not your audience Sometimes stuff we like isn't the best for them or stuff we hate might be the stuff that they like. We don't know. So you never know what's going to hit. I mean, you got to take that. That's, that's another kind of that taking a risk and putting yourself out there, trying some new things and just seeing how they go. I mean, it's not fatal when something doesn't take off. It's okay to Absolutely. do that. And to try again. Absolutely. And you never know who's going to be in the audience in a, in a big way. Also like there could be uh, your next like, celebrity endorsement in the audience or your next influencer or your next you yep. know this could be a major major player in the industry that's in the audience that's watching you that then wants to collaborate with you or you know like you never know who's in the audience in a good way so yeah we have one more quick question that i think we can fill and kind of end this little segment for a second kind of cap off this question that we talked about but i think it's a good one roberta asks uh, she says i've been scared to do a youtube how do you get yourself psyched to do it okay okay i stopped doing youtube videos where i would have a, a videographer shoot it for me and it'd be me and the videographer and and then he'd i didn't like the energy of me explaining everything to the videographer and then yeah and, yeah. and then so i stopped doing it that way and i literally put a camera on a tripod i was prepared with i made myself a little outline and i just mm -hmm. did it and that's how i did it in 2019 and this year I went back to that. I was like, let me go back to the basics because I was starting to get burnt out on YouTube as well. And by going back to the basics and keeping it simple, having my outline, having the tripod and the camera, it was invigorating and I really enjoyed it. And I closed the door in my office. It was just me, closed door with, a, with the camera on a tripod and the heat press and me presenting what I'm presenting. And 
I would encourage you just to try it because once you get over the fear and the procrastination of it, you turn on that camera, it's, it's invigorating and, and you brings you some kind of energy that you can't really explain. Like you just feel like alive, like, ah, I'm speaking, like, this is great. <laughs> and, and you might suck at first. You're nervous. You're kind of mumbling and stumbling and, and that's okay. Like with each rep, you literally become a better presenter. You know, I, I look at myself as a great presenter and a great or speaker and orator now. And of course, I can probably I can get better and better and maybe more speaking opportunities and whatnot come up for me. But at first, I, I was I was pretty scared. Yeah, like I my yeah. um, I'm, I'm a little I was a little reserved. And with each YouTube video, I got better and better and better and better. And in 2019, after that first one that, that went viral, I literally put out a fresh video every two weeks and talked yeah. about another another product so you guys out there let's say you have 10 products that are your top 10 each of those can deserve an individual video so that's mm. your 10 videos right there you can say okay i sell sell this custom drink boom that's let me let me let me talk about the cup and how it's comprised and what kind of graphics i can put on it and how much i sell it for and how, what the quantity breaks are and Boom, that's one video. You just covering that entire product. Let me show and you show a demo of it. Now you take the next product and you do another one and then take the next product and do another one. Boom. By the time you do those 10 videos, you're probably going to have 10 more ideas. You'll never run that mm -hmm. stuff to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it. A lot of people don't really think about it ahead of time. And sometimes those frameworks, as Roberta says, she hadn't thought of an outline. Thank you for that and the other info. She's on it. That's awesome. I mean, sometimes it just takes that little bit of preparation to get yourself ready and also to realize that, yeah, sometimes there's some jerky people online, but most people are wishing you well. They want you to do the best. They want to see you do your thing. And it's not, it, like I said, it's not fatal for things to go wrong. I know personally, I teach, I go live on YouTube all the time. My first video, the stuff that I do now, my first class, the stuff I do now, way different. <laughs> and I feel the same as you do. The more reps you put in, kind of that that persona you need shows up when it's time. You get for those sure, reps in, sure. and it starts to get a little looser. You start to be you, and it gets a little bit less, you know, scary, a little bit less hard to make that happen. Yeah, and then guess what? Like you've developed a life skill. Like yeah. that's not talked about enough either. Is if you put out a YouTube channel where you're putting out a new video every two weeks or every month, I guarantee you, if if it doesn't help your business grow, it'll help you be a better speaker and presenter and is that not a beautiful skill to carry for the rest of your life oh communication it is. is it i mean communication yeah. is all in everything we do it's always going to make it better and also yeah. just trusting in yourself a little bit trusting your voice and i think that really fits in with a lot of the message you've been bringing us today which is awesome i want to make sure that people kind of get to learn more about you so before we kind of start to wrap this up how can the regulators, the people who are listening, learn more about you, connect with you, and also, hey, purchase some blanks, right? <laughs> get some stuff so they can make their own projects. Definitely, definitely. Regulators and Silky yeah, Sharks, you guys know you can go to silkysocks.com. Uh, we have the blank section there. We have all the sublimation blanks that Silky Socks has developed and carried. We also have cotton blanks now for DTF and whatnot that you can find there nice. as well. And then we have customized design lab where you can actually customize socks if you're interested in that. So all of that is available on silkysocks.com and you can follow us at Silky Socks on both Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, or you can follow at Danish Kasamali on Instagram and TikTok as well. So, you know, Very I'm presenting cool. myself out there as Mr. Silky. <laughs> so definitely follow me on Instagram. I would appreciate it. And uh, let's stay connected. I'll post, I'll post a lot of my behind the scenes stuff there too. So that's very cool all right so before we finish we always like to get like one last kind of gold nugget out of everybody and you've already given us so much to think about today and given everybody so much great information but let's just get one more what's the number one piece of advice you would share with someone that's brand new to sublimation so this will kind of apply to like all entrepreneurs whether you're sublimation or, or different kind of specialty sure. or craft is let the actions guide you Mm. that's been a big one for me. Like I did not know that I would be a sublimation blank supplier that carries underwear, socks, shirts, and all these cool things. If you asked me in 2013, I had no idea that I would be positioning myself like this, yeah. you know, but what I did is I did, I did the next step that was right in front of me. So you don't have to know everything, but you do the one thing that's right in front of you or the two things like you go to that meeting 
you go to that trade show, you, you go to that podcast, or you make that first sample, you make that, you give, you know, you try to sell the, you write that email, you, you, you show up and try to make, ask for the sale for your local team or school or whatever. And you just see once you do the first action, that'll lead to the second action. Then the second leads to the third. So I, I like to say, let the actions guide you. So you'll never have all 10 steps lined up and you don't need to. You just need the one right in front of you. You need to give it all you got and then go from there. That is awesome. That is awful. Yeah, that's often the way things need to be. So cool, man. And I, I appreciate I want to say thank you to you guys as well for having me today and uh, giving me the platform to speak. And I always love speaking. So it's fun. Thank you very much for being on. We're having some audio issues over here too. Something's going off. So <laughs> I'm going to go okay. ahead and let you go, my friend. Uh, Dunesh, thank you very much for being on. Thank you for uh, bringing us this awesome message and hanging out with all the trouble that we had earlier on. Let's do it. All right, guys. Take care. All the best. See ya. All right, folks. Sorry to have to break out like that. We had another little problem out here with some sound. But now that I'm back, I wanted to finish off. First, I want to say thank you very much to Danesh. Danesh Kasamali was here. Uh, Mr. Silky, SilkySocks.com. You got to check that stuff out and really enjoyed all the stuff he said. You know, he was talking about abundance mindset, about things that we often share, about all these excellent kind of ways to surround yourself with inspiration and information, putting yourself out there, become a subject matter expert, share, take those risks. I think these are things that we all need to be reminded. And honestly, really great to see him kind of lifting people up and giving them the best chance of really making something happen. So once again, make sure you check them out. You're going to find him at, at Silky Socks. So anywhere that they are online, they're going to be there at, at Silky Socks with the uh, social media hookup, Instagram.com slash Silky Socks. TikTok has them there. Danesh Kasamali on TikTok.com. And of course, YouTube.com slash Silky Socks. You'll find their channel Channel. And if you want to get those blanks, jump over to a silkysocks.com and check them out. I know certainly <laughs> Aaron wanted to show you guys earlier. Uh, all of us and the two regular guys have our own custom two regular guys silky socks that Aaron sublimated. It's got our faces and the chicken wing logo and everything on it. Uh, it's one of my favorite merch pieces. And you guys know working in merch and working in merch this long, it takes a little bit to make something excellent that makes us want to wear it and want to buy it. And this is a really cool product. And honestly, coming from someone who's given you all of this great information as well. So I'd love to have you guys on. Thank you for hanging out with us with all of the technical problems that we have. So, you know, three regular guys. Hey, I try to be the third regular guy when I have to be. <laughs> Aaron and Terry were really sad to have to leave, but their connection just couldn't stabilize. So I did the best with the mics and stuff I had, and I cannot thank you guys enough, regulators, and also all the visitors coming in from the Nesh's channels. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, despite the fact that we had all these technical issues while we're out here on the road, putting ourselves out there and talking to new people. We got through that. <laughs> we have still stuff coming up. I'm not going to do upcoming events. You know right now that we're out at Dax, Minnesota. If you're in Minnesota, the Decorative Apparel Expo, look for me, look for Terry, look for Aaron. We're out here teaching and on the show floor. Aaron's out on the floor with our success group, teaching people about business planning. Terry is teaching. I got done with my classes already, but we are back out again for Tinley Park. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, you'll see us out at Dax in Tinley Park. And we have lots of other things coming up, but I'm going to leave that off for today and just let you guys know that we have always got more events coming up. We'll be back with the Two Regular Guys show, and we look forward to sharing with you guys again as we do it. Until then, my name is Eric Campbell. I'm sitting in for Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery. And you know what? That was the Two Regular Guys. Here we go. We're out! <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.